0: Get ready to match the stars. Gary Berghoff, Brett Summers, Charles Nelson Reilly, Betty White, McLean Stevenson, and Fanny Flagg in the star-studded Deep Dive Microcast. Hello, divers. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, bon vivant, and writer for Wingshop Movie Magazine, available On Amazon.com. This is a companion series of the Deep Dive Podcast where myself and my co host, Manda, look at the lesser known offerings on your streaming media feeds. On this microcast, we'll dive into the history of game shows. So put your hands on your buzzers. The game show has been a staple of American entertainment for nearly a century. One of the, if not the first iteration of the game show began on radio station KTRH in Houston, Texas in 1932. The show was Vox Pop, short for the Latin Vox Populi, meaning voice of the people. Hosts Parks Johnson and Jerry Belcher would quiz random people on the streets of Houston, and if they answered correctly, they would get a crisp $1 bill that would be roughly equivalent to about $20 today. And here comes Vox Pop, with Parks Johnson and Wally Butterworth, broadcasting direct from the Crowded Grand Center the Days of 76 Celebration in Deadwood Gulch, South Dakota. us <laughs> so your name? Buck Wyatt. Buck Wyatt, where are you from Buck? In Oklahoma. Buck, uh, I got a handful of dollar bills here. I gotta get rid of some of them right quick. You wanna drive in on them? Name I'd three, like to. Name three animals that has a mane. Have manes. Well, on. a horse and a mule and a lion. Horse, mule, and a lion. That's all right. A mule does have a mane. Of course, you mostly keep, keep them clipped, don't you, huh? The show became a huge hit and lasted until 1948. Now, the first traditional radio quiz shows were Professor Quiz and Uncle Jim's Question B, both beginning in 1936. The format was a success because it was cheap to produce and presented a challenge for both contestant and listener, and it could easily attract sponsors. Now, it wasn't long before the young ones got involved as well. Quiz Kids proved to be one of the most popular game shows of that era. Listeners sent in the questions, and precocious preteens were tasked with answering them. Alka Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. I'll say, we're happy to have you with us, and how about it? Are you all set for some keen competition? Well, fine, because that's exactly what's featured in this Alka-Seltzer question session. Yes, it's the Quiz Kids versus five prominent members of the Fraternal Order of Eagles this afternoon who flew down from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And both teams are ready for a battle royal, so here we go. Here's your first question from Mrs. Ruth Carlson of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Have you ever met a Halaeatus leucocephalus? <clears throat> I got some of that all over me, I think. <laughs> Mike? Well, uh, I don't think I have as yet. Uh, Halaeatus leucocephalus is the technical name for a bald eagle. Well, none of our board here bald. <laughs> Wonderful, Michael! <laughs> it. Like many other radio game shows, Quiz Kids made the jump to the new medium of television. The first commercial television game show also came from radio, Truth or Consequences. This was the first game show to be stunt based where a contestant had to perform some crazy embarrassing consequence if they failed to answer a question correctly. Versions of Truth or Consequences aired in some form or another up until 1988. Early game shows typically had a main commercial sponsor, whose name and logo would actually appear on the main titles and set. Everything from beauty products to automobiles to, yes, cigarettes, were front and center on some of these programs. Here's a question for you smokers in the audience. What is the light menthol cigarette that gives you true tobacco taste? It's Bel Air, of course. Yes, light menthol Bel Air, so refreshing. Bel Air combines finest quality tobaccos with a light touch, just the right touch of menthol, to let true tobacco taste come through to you. One highly visible sponsor during the 1950s was Geritol, which at the time was a liquid iron and vitamin B supplement that was advertised as helping people with tired blood, whatever that meant. The show Geritol was most associated with was 21. It was the most popular game show of its time and nearly destroyed the genre and the people associated with it. The format of 21 was simple. Two contestants in isolation booths answering a series of questions worth a certain point value. The object was to reach 21 points before your opponent. It was a huge success, but not at first. The original two contestants in the pilot episode could barely answer any questions at all. It was a disaster. The sponsor was horrified at the results. So the producers decided to rig the show, starting by finding contestants that the audience could root for and against. Good evening, I'm Jack Barry. Tonight here on 21, Herbert Stemple, our 29-year-old GI college student, can win $111,500, the highest amount of money ever to be won on television. But to do this, he's risking much of the money he has won thus far. So right now, let's meet our first two players as Geritol, America's number one tonic, presents 21. From New York City, Mr. Charles Van Doren, and returning with $69,500 from Forest Hills, New York, Mr. Herbert Stemple. That's when the game show found its first star, Charles Van Doren, a charming, handsome professor who seemed to know all the answers because he was given those answers. The contestant Van Doren beat on the show was Herbert Stemple. Stemple eventually blew the whistle on the rigged show and that prompted a Senate investigation into television itself. Careers and reputations were ruined, and the whole game show format got whammied. The whole story was dramatized in the 1994 movie Quiz Show with Ray Fiennes and John Tuturo. It's available to rent on most streaming media services for $2.99. Check it out the game show itself survived and even began to thrive again in the 1960s with hits like The Original Jeopardy, Hollywood Squares, and Password. You can even trace the beginnings of modern reality TV to game shows. The Dating Game and The Newlywed Game pioneered the trend of prying into contestants' personal lives. The 1970s saw a true renaissance of the television game show led by The Price is Right and nighttime shows, Match Game, Family Feud, and The $10,000 Pyramid. All of those shows have seen revival after revival and still air in some form to this day. In the 80s and 90s, the popularity of the game show lessened. The major networks canceled most of their offerings, with the exception of The Price is Right on CBS. The two most popular game shows at the time, the Alex Trebek-led revival of Jeopardy! and wheel of fortune were still big hits but those were syndicated to local stations only speaking of wheels what goes around comes around and in 1994 the cable channel game show network began broadcasting reruns of classic game shows 24 hours a day in recent decades there have been a few hit game shows that made a cultural impact in america and elsewhere Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, The Weakest Link, and Deal or No Deal became ingrained in popular culture, at least for a while. By no means is the game show dead or dying. The format still lives on TV with shows like Beat Shazam and Ellen DeGeneres' Game of Games. The game show also lives on in the age of smartphones, with live games and real money prizes being played by millions of users. The most popular of these was, was... HQ Trivia Live, which, at its peak, attracted over 2 million live participants. Sadly, the app was shut down for good this past February. So what lies ahead for the venerable game show? Well, I'm sorry, you'll have to answer that in the form of a question. If you want to dive deeper into the world of fabulous cash and prizes, there are some great documentaries you may want to bid on. The 2018 documentary Game Changers is a good place to start. It's hosted by Alex Trebek and features interviews with game show hosts including Pat Sajak, Monty Hall, and the man with the greatest name in show business, Wink Martindale. You can watch it streaming on Amazon Prime Video if you are a subscriber. There's also Perfect Bid, the contestant who knew too much, about a Price is Right fan who cracked the show's pricing structure. That led to a perfect bid by a contestant and a huge controversy. That's also on Amazon Prime Video, and it's free on the Tubi streaming app. That's it for this week. We want to hear from you. Drop us a line at thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. All clips used in the Deep Dive Microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge name was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Media.